1: Downtown Minneapolis is not coming back to what it was like in 2019. It's not. It's just not going to happen. Everyone's not coming back to work. Target's not going to make them come back. Hennepin County doesn't seem like they're going to make everybody come back. I wish everyone would come back. My wishes are not a strategy for what downtown Minneapolis is going to be like. And today, the Minneapolis Foundation has come out with... Three major kind of areas of recommendations, a vision as to how the business district can be revitalized, brought back to life, but not brought back to what it was. The CEO of the foundation, uh, former Minneapolis mayor, R.T. Ryback, is with us on the John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline to talk about some of these recommendations. I'm sure, RT, you wish that everybody would come back downtown and come back to work as well, but we got to get to reality here, right?
0: Well, we do. Hey, by the way, good talking to you again. Um, The fact of the matter is downtown Minneapolis over many decades has been written off many times and has reinvented itself for the moment many times. This is one of those times, but there is, I think, a bigger opportunity. Yes, huge um, challenges with the change in office, with, you know, lingering effects of a pandemic, changes in retail. Got it. right? Right. However, I start this report that I didn't read, but I did the introduction that Talked about standing at the top of the IDS in the mid 80s, supposedly the glory days, pointing out the window to a visitor and saying, Here's downtown. And he looks out the window and looks one way and the other and says, Where is it? Because the fact of the matter, back then, downtown was six vital blocks. And what he looked out on was a warehouse uh, district in wow. what's now the North Loop <laughs> with abandoned warehouse, looks yeah. at the river, the railroad tracks, looks at the Metrodome, parking lots all over. Looks at Loring, which was a shade of what it is today. The fact of the matter is that while people have been writing the death knell of downtown, downtown has been growing and turning into a collection of villages that have huge assets. And now what we need to do is blend them together, meaning um, the whole downtown plan for decades was retail on Nicollet entertainment on Hennepin, office on Marquette, you know, segregate all these uses. Well, now what we really need to do is to do what we're learning in these villages that the central business spawn, which is people mix up where they live, where they work, where they get entertainment. And so it's not rocket science to simply say that the office core can do what the North Star building that you uh, that's right across from your yeah. offices is now being converted to housing. It's exactly what needs to be done um, in many other places. That's one piece of it. It also means more, uh, as more residential comes in, more services like the great Target store will serve those residents. And office is always going to be a piece of it. And there are plenty of people coming into downtown. I can say that as somebody who's in the IDS every day. Office will be a big part of it, but it won't be the only part. And that's cool.
1: It's fine. Right. It's fine. R.T. Ryback is with us. This is sort of the area uh, of shifting from what was an eight hour downtown where people are coming downtown to work to really a a workplace and a residential space. I will say this. I am skeptical that in Minnesota, an area where so many people uh, want to have a little bit of space, I am skeptical that somehow downtown Minneapolis is going to attract another 40,000 residents. I just don't know
0: that that's that's realistic. And that is so completely true. And it's exactly what I heard when in the 80s we were beginning to say that maybe a couple people would live on the riverfront where Mm -hmm. tens of thousands of people. The same thing that was said, who would live in a warehouse in the North Loop? Yeah. Um, the fact of the matter is, well, I'd love to live in a warehouse
1: different. in the North Loop. So I get you. I, I get that. But but there is there are practical considerations of the challenges of like trying to re- repurpose. I, I, I guess let me say this. Who cares that some of these offices are going to be unoccupied? We're going to have to figure out like, OK, Maybe we don't need all of these skyscrapers. Maybe, maybe we need to change zoning to allow other sorts of things to populate the first floor since you're not going to get retail in all these places.
0: Which is specifically one of the things in the report. You make a good point as far as public policy or what we should care about. If some of these offices don't completely fill back up, I'm sad for investors, but it's not a massive public policy issue except for a couple things. The downtown's vitality has carried the tax base of this city, and this county, and this region, and this state. And that's right. There is a financial issue on that. It's going to be but a big issue, is, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but but nobody, including this report, is suggesting that everything turns to housing. There are solid, good examples as part of the mix. There also uh, are a couple things that can be done right away. Take buses off Nicolet turn that into a street that can be much greener, which was the original plan, where we can maybe, through the winter, have the whole winter be a winter street like we did in the Super Bowl, yeah. tear down the parking ramp next to the post office, create a connection there to the river. Mm. Those are immediate things. And more important, recognize that the, the plan for this can't just come from one organization or from the, just the traditional places. It's great. Like the downtown council is doing a long-range plan, which is awesome. The mayor did a plan for retail in Nicollet. Awesome. This report took some of the ideas from that. They took it from a series we did with the Minneapolis Foundation did with Walker Arts Center called Abundant Cities that talked about getting more people at the table. Artists, young people, people of color. So you look at an experiment that's paying off. The downtown council did a great plan called Chameleon Shops. Yeah, which popped up a series of shops focused on giving entrepreneurs a color opportunity. That can be one of those things that if somebody wants to do something great, fund those things long term. So, you know, don't look for other people to come in and save this thing. Downtown historically had a base of, let me put this in real shorthand, five white guys with their name on a company who go into the Minneapolis club. And, and do some things together. Good, helpful, really different moment in time we're in right now. Now is the time to build, and, I'm you know, we got a lot done that way, but it's not today. What we really need to do now is to build a much bigger coalition. So historically, downtown had been planned by the office community. That's hugely important, but now we got to bring in more of the hospitality, more of the um, residential group, the North Loop, the East Town, the Riverfront, and youth groups, people of color, other uh, communities, um, and broaden the tent of discussion and broaden the people involved.
1: Baseball season is heating up. Odyssey has you covered with the most entertaining coverage of your team. Stay locked in and in the know with the local voices you trust as they bring you unfiltered takes, recap games, react to the latest team news, and talk to callers. Listen to your favorite shows for free on the Odyssey app, odyssey.com, your smart speaker, or in the car with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. How much is safety a part of this?
0: Safety is absolutely important, and there's been a tremendous amount of work on that, some really good progress, more work to be done. But, but these past few years, the entire conversation about downtown has revolved around the enforcement part of safety. Yeah. And yeah. those of us who have worked in these issues for many years recognize that enforcement is an important part. So is vitality and activation. And we have fallen down on that second part of that. And every article about downtown seems to start and go back to that important, but not, not only issue. So for instance, that point I made about Nicollet mall. Yeah. Imagine a Nicollet mall where in the winter, people are having a sauna going to a fire pit, cross country skiing down it. bars and restaurants can stretch out. The the buses aren't interrupting everything else. That's a very safe environment. Um, and, um, That's not the only thing to be done, but it is time to stop saying that safety is only about enforcement. It's a critical piece, but we can't constantly deter the conversation about vitality with that. I
1: I will say I could not agree more with that. And I think the number one thing that would help with the perception of safety is uh, vitality and busyness. And if you have people around, you feel better. If it's empty, you yeah. feel nervous. I mean that's sort of human nature and reality, and I understand there's a segment of the population that seems particularly invested in sort of like trying to prove that downtown is unsafe. I'm here every day, you're here every day, not to deny the issues that are real, uh but also the great parts are real as well, like you have to accept yeah. you have to accept both sides of that, I think.
0: Let's, let's go to that whole point that you just made for a second. I've known for a long time that there's a uh, anti-downtown cheering section, usually uh, enforced with the idea of saying, and this has become quite in vogue in certain places, my neighbors and I were all talking and none of us will come downtown. Fair enough. Tell me why. Well, because no one goes there. Well, as somebody who goes there, you and I know that's not true. They'll come up with myths about all sorts of things happening they don't. And honestly, I'd like them to spend less time talking to their neighbors and go out and have a great time in a downtown where lots is going on. Now, a lot more needs to happen. But saying nobody goes downtown to the people who were in the traffic jam I was in coming down out of downtown in 35W or... Taylor Swift. People or are going to theater. concerts
1: or going to the theater. Yeah. The theater has been bumping all December. The Hennepin Theater District. The Timberwolves are playing well. That brings people down. Like,
0: we got to... Down at Zalo today. It's packed. Yeah. Was, you know, in a, house.
1: What, what would you bring if you could set up, you know, I, one, of the, one of the things uh, targeted in this issue is the fact that, you know, traditionally in these larger buildings downtown, there's been a requirement to have retail or restaurant on the first floor, Uh, that has to change, right? Because you're not going to get that level of retail necessarily downtown. If you could dream it up, what would you love to see downtown that might attract people to come visit?
0: Yeah, well, first off, I just want to say this report that we published from the Minneapolis Foundation on our website was written by three people, Sarah Harris, David Frank, and Beth Children, who have decades of great experience, and very varied experience. So some of the things that they talked about were, there are some of the public policy issues, like, yeah, we've required people to have retail on the ground floor, but there may be additional incentives on that. We also need to recognize that there was great public investment, and I helped advocate for some of this before I was mayor, and it was the right thing then, and it is now wrong, which was to create spaces for more large retailers Mm -hmm. on Nicollet Mall. Those become obsolete, so we need to either break those down a bit or think for a little bit about the great ideas coming around the country about how to use – there are lots of vacant large retail spaces, so there may be some uses athletic club mental, uh, medical facilities sure uh, you know invent our own attractions including you know you go to washington the spy museum what the hell is that it's right. one of the <laughs> right. biggest attractions right yeah but but the the, the point is that um, some of those things will actually be part of part of the the future but i also think we shouldn't overreact or overcorrect the the vision of what downtown can should be is what it is, plus bleeding or in blending in more of what we're seeing in East Town, in North Loop. When the stadium was, the football stadium was being built, the biggest challenge I had at the legislature was convincing people that something would go around it. Nothing will ever get built there. Nothing happened around the metro. Well, look at what we did in planning then. There was a great public space in the commons. There was housing. There, there was uh, was retail or hotels. You see that area now. Two billion dollars of investment. And now it was not around the old model of isolating those uses. Right, you got to put them all together. That's like four blocks from Nicollet Mall. Right, North Loop is great. When I stood up and gave a speech in 2010, I'm guessing about Washington Boulevard, a grand boulevard from the university all the way through the North Loop. People literally laughed at me. That actually has happened. So we have to recognize like the downtown's pulling closer to the river where it started. That's okay.
1: That's all right. That's yeah. great, Mayor, we appreciate it. R.T. Ryback with us from the uh, Minneapolis Foundation, their report on what comes next for downtown Minneapolis. Thanks, R.T. 552. Thank you. Back in a minute.